In today's episode, we're looking at sell-high players for Fantasy Basketball League's Mickey Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Yo, 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 it's your boy Josh Lloyd here, the Flapjack Daddy of Fantasy Basketball. Guys, how's it going? Josh Lloyd here. This is the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Josh Lloyd. I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This is the home of your horrible um, American accents and of fantasy basketball. So let's talk Sell high trades. Remember that just you yeah, be aware a lot can change in the next 24 hours, 12 hours, 3 hours, 20 minutes, depending on when you're watching or listening to this. So there is a lot of stuff that can change or go down. But these are some things that just to have a look at of guys that are overperforming over the last week or so. Let's crack in right now. First up, let's look at some sell high trades for category leagues. And let's start with the Baptist John Collins because John Collins has been disappointing this year. 53rd ranked player. That's even below my expectations. Over the last week, he's ranked ninth. Okay, so last year he was 12th or 13th, 13th ranked player last year. So why is he back this high over the last three games? He's still only playing 30 minutes a night. His usage is still only at 23%, which is the same as it was last year. But he's shooting 73% from the field. So there is your absolute number one indicator that it's going to fall off. Also, in those three games... He has blocked 2.3 shots per game, which equates to seven blocks in three games. Now, this dude had uh, 34 blocks in his previous 28 games. He's had 49 blocks over 43 games. So basically, one-seventh of his blocks for the entire season have come in the last three games. Is he all of a sudden a two blocks per game guy? Probably not. Is he all of a sudden a 73% shooter? Uh, Absolutely not. Um, and he's doing that just on ridiculous finishing. And some of that is because he's a good finisher and he's getting lobs from Trey and all that sort of stuff. But those you know, extra points that he's getting, that extra 20 percentage points per game, he's hitting like an extra three field goals per game. That's six points right there. 23 points down to 17 and eight with 1.2 blocks. And then you're back as a top 50 player. I don't think John Collins is getting traded, but even if he did... The scenario where he goes, he's not going to be able to maintain 2.3 blocks or shoot 73% from the field. So he's a guy to, to, to watch, to gauge what you can do in a trade, but just know that he is overperforming at the moment. Let's look at Ivan Fournier. I talked about this a little bit yesterday. It's probably going to be really tough to do, but this dude's a 29th ranked player over the last week. He's scoring 25 a game in 35 minutes a game, hitting over four threes per game, hitting 49% of his shots from the field and 44% from three. And I heard someone mention this today. They said, well, if he goes to another team, his usage will drop. And I think that's true. But if he stays on the magic, he'll get shut down. And you know, you know, you know how much I despise that. Now, he can get injured because he's got injured multiple times this year. But if we just start panic selling every player on a team that's not going to make the playoffs, you're going to lose your fantasy league. It's just as simple as that. Now, Fournier, there is a risk, of course, and he is overperforming what he's doing. He's the 77th ranked guy so far this season. 
you know, would I be happy trading him for a top 75 player? Probably. Would I, would I be ecstatic to do it for a top 50 guy? Yeah. But I'm probably not going to be able to do that. And there's a chance that from here on out, Fournier maybe is not even top 100. If, if he does have some injuries or some of the shooting does fall off. But if he's healthy, rest of the season for Orlando, he could maintain this 27% usage like really easily. He could maintain scoring 22 points per game. Like that's a real possibility. So it's a case of testing it out, dipping your little finger in the water, seeing how it feels, seeing if you want to go full body in, seeing if someone wants to go full body in with you, you want to entwine your fingers in the water, whatever you want to do with it. And then if it doesn't work out, you just say, well, I'll keep the big fella with me and then uh, we'll go from there. Let's talk Bob Covington, who was an immense disappointment to begin this season. I don't think anybody would uh, deny that especially if they rostered him or drafted him, um, in a lot of cases too high, but he's flying. 34th ranked player over the last month. This is just what Robert Covington has done in the past. 10 points, 7.5 rebounds, 1.6 deals, 1.5 blocks. But the thing that I, I am really curious of is the way his field goal percentage has jumped since he's played at center and the way that his block numbers have jumped, uh, jumped since he's played at center. The other thing that helps is over those last 14 games, he's hitting 44% of his threes. Now, he is a good volume three-point shooter, but he has never been a 44% or even a 40% or shit, even a 38% three-point shooter in his career. So there is some regression. Their use of Nurkic returning will cut down some of those center minutes. So do the 1.5 blocks go back to being 1.2 blocks? Maybe. A top 50 guy for Covington is a trade I would accept. Um, a top 60 guy for Covington is a trade I would consider. Um, outside of that, I probably wouldn't. I've got Kyle Lowry on this list for a few reasons. He's the 25th ranked player over the last month. He's averaging 17, 6, and 10. It feels, it feels like it's going to be, he is, if I had to put money on one player being traded, uh, it would be Kyle Lowry. Um, there's just too much noise going on. The Raptors suck too much. Um, there's just too much happening that it makes sense that he would move on. Now, I, I a couple of weeks ago, I, I wasn't sure about it. I was dismissing the rumors, but more and more stuff is coming out. Now, it may not happen. Um, and whatever team he goes to, Philadelphia, Miami, and now apparently the Lakers are involved. I don't know how that's happening. The value of Lowry is going to be reduced. He probably won't play the 36 minutes a night that he's currently playing. He may not have, depending on what team he goes to, he may not have the 9.6 assists he's averaging over his last 11 games. If he goes to Philadelphia, Simmons has the ball. If he goes to Miami, Jimmy Butler is going to have the ball. If he goes to Los Angeles, well, initially he'll get the ball, but uh, LeBron is a bloke that'll have the ball as well. So, you know, those numbers probably drop. Now his shooting numbers are horrible. Um, that might improve, but I I just think that there is a lot here. Now, he can see steal numbers could just absolutely jump back up, but I just think that there is way more downside than upside for Lowry at the moment. And I think exploring a top 35 trade, which is actually lower than where he is for the season where he's 31st, uh, I think exploring that is something that's worth doing. And let's talk about the next bloke on the list. It is Andy Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors. This one's relatively straightforward. 46th ranked player over the last week, 51st over the last two weeks. Steph Curry has been out. Now, it's not all Steph. He was horrible in uh, Wiggins, that is. Horrible in February, but turned it around in March. And then when Steph went out, he's really upped what he's doing. Usage is up, 28% usage over the last four games with no Steph. Efficiency, 
one of the most important things is he's hitting free throws now, 78% over the last seven games, and he is at 69 for the year. Oops. Giggity. Um, steals from 0.9 to 1.6. Well, there's your regression right there. He's a one steal per game guy exclusively throughout his career. So there's going to be some regression. Now, most people will be aware of that, but there might be the Wiggins truthers out there. He's finally getting it. Good organization. Unbelievable talent. How good is he when he's locked in? Blah, 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 blah. All that bullshit that's out there. He's averaging 21 and 5 with 1.6 deals in his last seven. If I could get a top 80 guy, a top 70 guy back for Wiggins, it's an immediate yes. A top 80 guy, it's a probable yes. Top 100, meh. I think that's sort of his area. But you should be exploring it nonetheless. Let's look now at some points leagues, uh, points league guys for Sal Highs. The Don. Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. Over the last week, the Don is averaging 52 fantasy points. He's the seventh ranked player in points league because he's averaging an absolutely whopping 34 points per game with six assists and two steals and a 37% usage. And while uh, Mitchell is a high usage player, 37 is absolutely through the roof. He's at 32.5 over the course of the season, averaging just an absolute bees dick under 40 points. He's at 39.99. So that 12 extra points is huge. Now, he started off slowly, but you know the last two months, he's back to 42 fantasy points per game. And I think that is a relatively reasonable expectation for Mitchell to continue on with the rest of the year. But if you can swindle a 45-point guy, a 46-point guy. We know that people always want to believe in Donovan Mitchell. He's turned it around. He's figured it out. He's a star. He's their star. He's their closer. He's blah, blah, blah. He's whatever. He's an all-star. Blah, whatever bullshit they want to throw out there. They will believe that. So if you can get that for a 45-point player, uh, you do it. Let's talk about this bloke. JB, you've done it again. Jalen Brown. How wild has this guy's season been? Top 20, sell high. Outside the top 100, buy low. And now, last week, the 10th ranked player, averaging 47 fantasy points. Why is this happening? Well, his usage is up. He's up to 33% usage over the last uh, four games. He's playing 37 minutes a night. His steals and his blocks are way up as well. 1.8 versus 1.3 on the season for steals. 1.3 blocks versus 0.6 blocks. And while that might not make that much of a difference, if you are adding an extra 0.7 blocks per game, that's what, you know, 2.3 fantasy points straight there. And that's, yeah, adds up. You add an extra 0.7 or 0.5 steals, you're adding an extra 1.5 fantasy points. So we're talking about an additional almost four fantasy points just from the increase in his defensive stats. And that's not to mention him scoring an additional three or four regular points per game. So there's an additional seven fantasy points right there. And there's an extra rebound per game. There's eight fantasy points all, all, all tied in together there. And that's, that's the difference. And that's how quickly it adds up. So the extra usage, maybe that comes down. The steals and the blocks, they almost definitely come down. So you look at him as like a 40-point producer who's averaging 43 over the last two weeks. So there is some scope there, I think, to, uh, to come in and uh, sell him high. This bloke. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. The Thick Hogsman. Tobias Harris. This one, again, pretty easy. Uh, no Joel Embiid, so usage is up to 28% over the last eight games. He's averaging 43 fantasy points in that time, up from 38 on the season. 23, 8, and 4 with 1.3 steals, but it's the 23 points per game. It's the 28 usage. There's, there's your difference right there. He's five points ahead of his seasonal average. Uh, in terms of fantasy scoring per game. So he's upped his steals over this time. He's upped his assists to one, an extra one per game. There's one and a half fantasy points right there. And he's scoring an additional two, two and a half points 
um, per game. So look, that, that that's your difference. And that is largely because Embiid is not there. So again, try to find someone who believes in Tobias Harris, who thinks he should have been that all-star, find the Sixers fan, and sell him for a guy that you can get 41 fantasy points out of, 42 fantasy points. I think that's yeah, sort of the, the area you should be looking at. John Wall, I've got mentioned as a sell high because not only is he playing well, the last three games he's averaging 42 fantasy points per game. That's really good. 21, 5, and 8, 1.3 steals. I think he's shooting about 2%, but he is putting up good counting stats, and in points leagues, that's important. Usage of 37. Kevin Porter's been out. Christian Wood's been limited. Victor Oladipo's rested a million games. Wall is putting up some good numbers. But the specter of his knee, the specter, I don't think he's getting traded, but the specter of his knee is a real problem. Uh, I don't know when or if this will happen, but if I can get... Now, Wall is the 50th ranked player this year, averaging 36 fantasy points per game. If I can get anybody who averages over 33 fantasy points for John Wall, I would do it in a trade. I I would do it now. I would understand that I am going to lose out in the short term, big time, but when it comes to fantasy playoffs, 33 is better than zero. And I do think that he's had knee problems forever. He's had knee problems this year. He is consistently banged up. Um, that getting an advance on a knee surgery so he's ready in time for camp next year is going to be a key thing for this Rockets team. So while you're not selling him to be the 22nd ranked player, which he is over the last week, you're not selling him at the rank of the best, the 50th best player this year, you're doing it for the 80th best player. And even that, I think, is a sell high. Let's talk, talk Jingle and Joe Ingles, who's been ridiculously good especially of late, last three games, averaging 39 fantasy points. And that is up a whopping 16 fantasy points from his seasonal average. He's averaging 23 points per game in 30 minutes. He's shooting absolutely everything in. And also, he's tripled his steal rate. There, there's your thing. Also, an additional two rebounds per game. He's doubled his scoring. He's tripled his steal rate, and he's got two extra rebounds. This is the most obvious sell high in the world. It is staring at you like dog's balls. It is right there. Can you execute it? Maybe, probably not. Now, you're never getting top 30. You're probably not getting top 50. Could you get top 80? Could you get top 90? Could you get a 28 fantasy point player? For a bloke who's averaging over 30 in the last six games, almost 40 in the last three, if I could get a 28 point per game guy, I'd be really interested. If I get a 26 point per guy, I'd also be pretty interested in it. But he is playing well above his head at the moment. Guys, that'll do it for the Sell High Show because don't forget, tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be sitting here drinking coffee out of an oil barrel. I'm going to be fired up. It's going to be 5 a.m. in the morning here, but we're talking trade deadline. You can see the video front page of the YouTube channel. Join me. Why don't you go and click that link already, put it in your calendars, drop a thumbs up in there, um, put a comment in the chat if you like as well. I'll be answering questions. I'll be talking about the deals that go down. So we'll be doing that live reaction. And then later on in that day, we'll be doing a full trade deadline recap show as well. So on after Thursday's games, there won't be the usual game recap for that day. It'll all be talking trade deadlines. Save your waiver acquisitions. Save your super chats. Save your questions because we are going to be having an absolute monster on that one. I want it to be the biggest show ever. I want it to be the biggest trade deadline show ever. I want thousands of people in there. Tell everybody we're going to be doing the trade deadline in a humorous way. I'm going to be dropping funnies. I'm going to be swearing. I'm going to be dropping nicknames. And I'm going to be providing fantasy analysis as it happens. So join in. Follow that uh, link. Click the thumbnail. uh, Click the like button. But just be ready. Just be ready for me to come in here and for me to spit, as the kids would say, hot fire. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.